welcome to episode 28 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in a fun, productive, and meaningful way. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and joining me as always is Melissa Davis. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. How are you? You're you're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. <clears throat> yes, we're hanging in there. Get keeping busy. Lots going on with uh, at work and with uh, with play and uh, Mac stocks coming up and all kinds lots of, stuff. of stuff to be excited about. Lots, huh? Lots, uh, excited and a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the, well, not the Mac stock part, but uh, but a lot going on. But that's okay. That's why we come here and and uh, kind of want to talk about everything there is to know about uh, iOS and have some fun. So it's been a couple of weeks, but we're gl- glad to be back with some you. Of the news. There's stuff going on in the news. You've got a lot, you've got something to, to dish about that I want to pick your yeah. brain about. And then <laughs> later on we'll, we'll yep. get, we'll dive in again to the contacts app section. And, yeah. and uh, I'm just going to highlight a couple of the little more things in this episode and we'll save them for, for others as we go along. But absolutely. So, um, uh, there were uh, some new stories that, that caught my eye. I threw out there. One, the first one I wanted to talk about was, uh, those of you who have app, uh, iPhone 6 uh, uh, phones, uh, if you had your battery replaced um, between January and December of 2017, Apple owes you some money. It's, if you paid for it. If you paid for it, of course. Because there was a silent recall. I did actually participate in that yeah. and got it replaced, and uh, it didn't cost anything. So we uh, we did link this into the show notes. This is on the Mac Rumors website. Uh, they're going to provide a $50 credit to all customers who paid an out-of-warranty battery replacement um, and uh, the, for the iPhone 6 or later. Actually, it's not just the iPhone 6, I guess it says here. Um, between the dates of January 1st, 2017, and December 28th, 2017, that they announced. So check out that website. Get out there. If you did pay for it, get your money back because... Uh, they're they're gonna uh, they're gonna give you give you a credit. Um, the battery stock is 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 good, so you shouldn't have any problems at all about bringing it into the store uh, to uh, get your battery replaced. Um, so there should be stock no matter what model you have, and uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely uh, go go do that if you if you did pay for it. So and if you didn't and if you, and your battery is giving you trouble, go to the Apple Store and get it replaced. Yeah, because it's what twenty nine bucks. Twenty nine bucks. You can't beat it till December. Yeah. So. Uh, another another story that uh, caught my eye was uh, Google. Google actually finally released the Google News app that really works in iOS. Now, again, we, we link to Mac, Mac Rumors. Um, there's actually a video out there to give you some, a, bit, a little short blurb about uh, about what it does. Um, they they did do a nice uh, nice job of revamping it and uh, and giving giving it some good graphics, easy to navigate. Has a for you section where you can personalize recommendations. Um, each app can search different news sites and blogs, which is nice. Uh, and uh, it does uh, and it does do a lot of good things. The Apple News uh, does the spotlight section where it'll feature curated news stories. So they've 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 done a good thing. And uh, as far as that goes, Google News doesn't have a similar feature, but its own unique offering is. Uh, in the form of a headline section that, uh, that aggregates all the all the news, oh, and um, and it's uh, oh sorry my phone's ringing <laughs> I forgot to turn That's it off. That's what an iPhone sounds like when it rings. <laughs> yes, <guys>. it does. <laughs> and we want to edit that out because we that was funny. We meant to do that. We meant to do that. That threw me off. That's uh, <laughs> okay because now it reminded me I got to put my phone in Do Not Disturb. I did it yeah. on my watch and I forgot to do it on my phone. And it's coming up on my iPad here too. So, oh gosh. That's right. We'll leave this in. We don't have to edit this. This was funny. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, so, uh, Google News uh, didn't have that similar feature. So, it is a, has its own unique offering in the form of a headline section that will aggregate top stories. 
Um, Google did have a dedicated newsstand uh, tab that lets you subscribe to paid and freed news sources uh, for a range of magazines. Uh, but of course, Apple, uh, with their acquisition of Texture, they're going to probably do the same thing very, very soon. So, uh, But yeah, check out the, the Google News app. It's free. Um, it might be something that appeals to you um, and as far as that goes. Uh, and uh, yeah, give that give that uh, give that a shot. Uh, yeah, it's just another option for news, and we know how people love their news. Yeah. So another thing that uh, we caught that caught our, our eyes here is uh, Apple dropped the price of the USB C, um, the Lightning to USB C cable from twenty five dollars to nineteen dollars. Um, so uh, that uh, which is awesome because uh, more and more people are getting newer MacBooks and uh, and Macs for that matter that have the USB C. Um, I'm going to go around and buy one as I hadn't bought one because I was like, oh, I don't want to spend extra money on it. But now it's 19 bucks. That's pretty, pretty cheap. And, uh, which, which could really hint that Apple might be dropping the USB-A from Mac, more Mac models soon. Um, uh, you know, especially like the Mac Pro or the Mac mini. Uh, so, uh, this cable is uh, going to be for USB-C so you can, you can charge it without having to have an adapter. And that's what I did. I just bought a bunch of cheap adapters to put on my usb a cables because I have. You know, I did. Cause, cause, I did the other thing. I went and and right away I started seeking out cables. So yeah. I have like a whole new bundle of cables. Yeah. That are all U- USB C on the end, and I mean it, it. took a while. I won't lie. It was sure. it was frustrating trying to find them all, and especially one like that where it's a high quality. I was just looking to see. Go ahead and keep talking. I was looking to see if I could find it in my <laughs> orders, and I can yeah. tell you the one that I got because I think I paid around the same price. So that is a good price, yeah. and especially for an Apple version one. Yeah. So so uh, we've linked in the show notes that was on Mac Observer, uh, and uh, check that out to see. Uh, uh, to grab on those cables, especially if you have a newer MacBook or MacBook Pro, they're really handy to have. Let me tell you. Yep, kind of and you've got you've got four ports on the newer MacBook Pros. There's right. four ports, so you can plug it into any port you want. Yep. So, all right, another story: uh, iPhone Seven Plus tops customer satisfaction survey. An iPhone Seven Plus, really? That that hmm. a couple miles back there. Uh, yeah, and I, the iPhone Ten didn't even get the best score on this on a survey from or eight. the eight even. Yeah, the ACSI survey, and this is uh, this was uh, from an article from Cult of Mac, uh, and uh, and iPhone 10 is the world's best-selling uh, smartphone, but it is an older model that scored the highest in the satisfaction index. So, the iPhone 7 beat the Plus beat out to all the newer iOS models and solidly outscored the iPhone 10. Naturally, and of course, naturally, it trounced all those mm-hmm. Android devices. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this this article does have a, a survey showing all the phones and it gives you a little a breakdown of the, of, of what the score was. So the iPhone seven plus was 85, a score of 85. And then you had the galaxy S eight plus the S eight. So they're not too far behind, you know, 84, mm-hmm. 83. So, I mean, they're pretty close and I still find it hard to believe the iPhone t- uh, 10 is all the way down to 80. Um, but uh, I just don't think there's enough of them out there. Yeah, well, I think it's just a supply and demand thing. Give it time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, seven plus has been out for a while. So, yeah, and that was a great I'm phone. Sure I, it took I owned them it. a long time to get to this. I, I owned it so uh, it, at one point, so it was it was, it was a great phone. Oh, I, I agree that uh, that it did that. So take a look at that uh, that survey because it does uh, show that. Yeah, I take these surveys with a grain of salt a lot of times. It's usually what I do, but uh, you know it's interesting to see what what they say with these surveys. Um, and you know, obviously, there's a lot of happy customers out there that uh, that like the seven plus. So check that out. Um, and uh, last but certainly not least, your favorite app. <laughs> got updated the Ca- Castro 3 and um 
that's the podcast app that you've been raving about. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, as we've had this debate, I still don't, I, I, I think it's a good app, but it, I wish it had video support and it doesn't. That's the only thing I think that it's lacking for you though. Right. It is. Honest. So it's, it's a great app. So, um, you know, since since you were beta testing it, and I think I figured I'll throw out that article. This article was out on MacStories.net. Um, mm-hmm. uh, give us uh, your because uh, you beta tested it. Uh, go us and give us your your review and thoughts of of Castro three. So the article that you linked to is a really great review. Um, yeah. I I encourage people to read it. It's pretty much says pretty much whatever I'm going to say. I mean, um, it is. I mean, I've liked it a lot more than the person who wrote the article, uh, Ryan Christoffel. He, it sounds like he used it and then he abandoned it for a little while and then he used it again and he liked it, but it was lacking. And for me, it just wasn't really lacking. Um, I always thought it was really good. And so I just think it's that much better. I think it's better also because I think it's got a lot more of the features that people were wanting it to have uh, compared to other podcast apps out there. Now, one of the big things that people are going to notice first is that um, there's now a subscription model. And if you, the thing, one of the things I like about, I'm all over the place on this because I just, I really, really just love this, this app. Um, One of the things that I really love about it is that the people who develop it eat their own dog food and they have their own podcast, super top podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you are, you know, inclined to be geeky and nerdy about this kind of stuff, you really should give it a listen. I mean, they're not really long podcasts, but you can hear the developers talk about what they're thinking and what they're feeling and, and how they're they're working on this app. And so you can kind of almost sort of see how the sausage is made a little bit. So I listen to them deliberate over <laughs> what to charge, when to charge, how, how to go about that. And I know that they've been really nervous about it, as anybody is, because sure. I will be the first person to tell you that I do get, personally, I get frustrated with subscription models only because I'm just, I have a family to support and I just, I, I don't have a lot of disposable income. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's a good idea or that developers have to eat too. So I think that any developer needs to do whatever they need to do, whatever they feel they need to charge. I'm just here to tell you that these guys did not take this lightly. You know, they really deliberated and really thought about it and interviewed people and talked to people. And it's not like they just slapped a price on it. And it's not like they want to be greedy about it either. They're charging a really fair price for what you get. And Mm -hmm. what's really great about it too is – um, you can try it before you buy it. I mean, not only is the app now free, so that's the best part. So yeah. for me, and you know that I work with senior citizens. So one of the things that drew me to this app to begin with was when I, like I used to be all about, I'll just eat my own dog food. I'll just live in iOS and I'll just use as much as I possibly can. I used to be all about just using the stock apps. And I, I really, really, really deliberate when it comes to using a third party app that Apple already has, you know, I, I firmly believe that Apple does their best with what they can do, but I'm sure that they have developers that have priorities on other parts of the system. There's a lot of moving parts here and you know what you get it, you get an iPhone, you get iOS, you get a calendar, you get a contacts app, you get a podcast app, you get a browser, you get all the basic things that you need to have. And they're as good as they can be for what Apple wants to do with them. 
But then there's certain apps like for me, like I'm a power calendar user. So I don't like, I can't stand the, the standard calendar app. And for the longest time, I would hear people say that about the podcast app, like, oh, I can't stand it. It's terrible. And it's awful. And, you know, like they talk about iTunes and for the longest time, it's not that I didn't believe people, but I really just, I just, I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what I was missing until I started using Castro. <laughs> and, um, until what, what really, really threw me over the edge was when, um, you know, podcasts are not a huge, uh, request that I get from seniors, but they're starting to get onto the radar. And so I had a couple of clients that asked me, what's a podcast? How do I, you know, how do I listen to it? And how do I work this thing? And so it wasn't until I sat down with a senior with, you know, really aging eyes and, you know, hesitation shakes and all these issues that people deal with. I mean, even my eyes are terrible now. I need to wear bifocals. Um, I was watching them interact with the podcast app and just my heart was breaking, watching them miss the targets, you know, and just like, well, here, here, all you got to do is just, you know, tap on this thing and move this little slider and do this here. And it was just painful to watch people try to interact with the interface of the basic built-in podcast app. Now, it's great for young people. It's great for people who have really fantastic vision and really terrific, you know, outstanding, fine motor skills and pincher grasp and all that kind of stuff. That's It's great for them. But for people who struggle or for people who want more out of a podcast app, then you start looking at third parties. And so I started going on a quest, you know, looking for other podcast apps. And my biggest criteria was it needed to have big targets. It needed to have big buttons that people could see. Yeah. And as I started to use why well, I asked around and my friend Elsie, she said, you know, oh, try Castro. She was like really in love with it. And so, you know, I was a little hesitated at first because there was the price, you know, I think it was like three or four dollars at the time and you know I thought oh I hate the idea of paying for something and not knowing if I'm going to like it or not because you know back before this happened we didn't really have the model that we have today which is now you can not only can you as a developer release your app for free and charge a subscription model but now like what they've done with Castro is they also let you have a trial of the subscription model and I just think that that is fantastic because yeah. For me as a consultant to be able to tell a little granny or a little grandpa, hey, try this app. It's just not going to cost you anything. And here it's got big buttons. It's got a wonderful interface. You can enhance the voices. You can slow things down. You can speed things up. You can skip over things. Um, and if you want more, then you can pay a little extra for, you know, using a subscription for what the app, you know, may have cost if you had bought, you know, like a premium app over, you know, a couple of years time or whatever, and you're not locked into it. It's just a subscription. If you don't like it or you don't find value in the services that they're charging for, you can cancel it. You know, it's not that big of a deal. So it's kind of like a low barrier to entry. It's, it's a low commitment kind of thing. And I, that's what I really enjoy about it. And I really wanted to stress that it's now free. So if you're trying to get like a family member or somebody into podcasts and you're trying to teach them about it, go get Castro, you know, have them install it. It's free. It's not going to cost them anything. And they can start out with the basics. And then like, let's say people, you know, say your family member really falls in love with podcasts and they start listening to podcasts that have chapters. Yeah. Then you can pay a little extra for, I don't, 
I don't know. We'll list like prices and stuff in the show notes. I don't want to just say them in case um, we'll let people read into it and sure. stuff unless you have it handy. Um, but there's different pricing tiers. There's like a plus mo- a plus tier and like a basic tier. And then there's the free. Um, so if you want to skip chapters, say you get into like you just start listening to podcasts and the podcasts that you listen to don't have chapters no big deal. Then you don't really need that feature. But let's say you really get into it and you have a bunch of different podcasts that you like to listen to. And maybe you listen to it with a high, higher speed. There's also a trim silence mode that keeps out a lot of like some people just have really long pauses. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we were just talking about how we talk really fast. You know, some you might want to slow us down or depending on you might want to speed us up. Who knows? Um, but there might be long silences if there's like, I know I was recording a podcast with friends not long ago and there were like these long pauses and, yeah. you know, there was a lot of editing that was going to need to take place because we were having technical issues with Skype. And so that happens sometimes. And so you might want to trim the silence. Um, if you have hearing issues, in addition to vision issues, you can, you can mix the stereo down into mono. Um, you can set it, say there's a podcast you like to listen to and they always have the same intro and it's always like, you know, so many seconds long. You can just have it skip the intros. I mean, there's all these different things that you can do and then you can customize the heck out of it and do it on a podcast by podcast. Um, and I don't mean like episode, but I mean like an actual podcast, like we are a podcast, like right, our other right. friends that do things I do geeky show ever. That's a podcast. Each one of those podcasts, then you can customize based on that. Like there might be one where I just did this the other day. There was uh, I listened to, to clockwise and I had the trim silences turned on. And that was like a terrible idea because they edit the heck out of that show. Like they trim it down. They do such a really great job with their editing already that trimming silences made it sound a little too choppy. So that's not something yeah. you want to have on globally for every single podcast. So there's just all these different features that that are now added. And I like say. I said, you can download it for free. You can start out. And then if you find value in those other services, then you can pay a little extra for it. And you can change your mind at any time. And you can always cancel your subscription. You can always subscribe later. And again, like what I really like is that you can try it. You can you can have a trial subscription as well. Yeah, it's, so. I'm, I'm on the site. It's the, the Castro Plus features, uh, mm-hmm. things like trim silence, enhanced voices, mono mix. I mean, there's a lot of things, something you may not even need to do uh, that, that the free version will probably be more than sufficient. Now, yeah. I, we were Castro 2 users and they did let us upgrade for free. Exactly. So, so that's, yeah, so, so you definitely w- should mention that if you had, like I did, I had bought in when it, you know, it was Castro right. and then they changed the name to Castro 2 and I bought in when it was Castro 2. And so, um, me as a, as a perk for, you know, having bought that, I get to keep those features that other people that are just downloading it for free that haven't had not purchased it in the past, they'll have to pay a little bit extra for that. So it's kind of like, it's nice too. They, they deliberated about this a lot. They, they reward you for being like a loyal, you know, owner of Castro for a little, you know, customer. So I thought that was a really great perk for that as well. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too is, you know, it wasn't just when I discovered that I liked this interface and that I really wanted to show this to my clientele. The other benefit then almost by accident was when I, you know, I've been telling you guys about my case adventures, you know, how I got this case that I really love and I have a magnetic ring on the back and I can stick this on my magnetic mount in my car. And because I have an old car, it's an, it's not a clunk or anything, but it's like 14 years old. It's a little Hyundai, you know, and I don't have CarPlay. 
and I don't have a lot of these features, you know, I don't have like built in Bluetooth. So I have to kind of hack it to, to make it really nice. And the thing that I love about the Castro interface is not only does it have the big buttons for aging eyes, it's really terrific in the car. You know, I have my, my phone mounted right there and you can, you know, switch it to dark and light mode. So, you know, when you're driving in the evening and you don't want this blaring screen in your face, cause you know, plus like the laws have changed and you're not supposed to be interacting with your phone while you're driving anyway. And of course I don't advocate that, but, um, having the nice big interface means that you can just, you know, at a stoplight or whatever, you know, you can poke at the screen and you're not going to miss this tiny little target. Like you don't have to like squint at it to get to where you need to go. So it's a wonderful interface for using it in the car, almost as if you had CarPlay, you know, cause CarPlay is in your dash. So this almost makes like, especially if you got a big, nice slab of glass with the eight plus, like I do, it's, you know, just this wonderful, huge, nice interface. And it really makes it great for driving as well. So um, that's what I wanted to say about Castro. I mean, go read the article. It's yeah. really thorough. I think it's a really great review. It says a lot of what I was going to say. I just wanted to highlight that, you know, they really deliberated over what to charge. And I think it's a fair price. And I'm even though I don't um, really like to pay for subscriptions, I probably will find value. Just the other day, I was like, oh, man. I do miss having like being able to skip chapters now. <laughs> like, oh, that was a nice feature. And so, you know, when I was beta testing, I, I got to I got to check that out. And so I did like that feature. So that's yeah, something I would should probably be giving, They should be pay. giving you access for being a beta tester. Come on. Oh, maybe they will. I don't know. <laughs> but I thought that even when we, the people who have that at Castro 2 upgraded to 3, that's, but that doesn't matter. So in, yeah, in Castro 3, the skip chapters, that's part of plus. So they won't they won't give it to you if you had two. Right. So I get access to like I'm looking at mine now. I don't I put the regular version back on. I get access to enhanced voices and continuous play mm. and day and night, uh, you know, the black and the white screen. But for example, like trim silence is locked out and then uh skipping chapters is a yeah. plus version. Okay. So there's, you know, just those extra perks that, that I you knew get. You and would. again, I mean, I think they tried to keep the best of the best for free and yeah. then to make it prof not profitable, but like, you know, like I said, they're not trying to be greedy, but they got to pay their bills too, you know, sure. and, and you want to pay developers, you want to pay those subscription prices and you want to pay them what they're worth because then they'll keep developing it. If, if everything was free, right. you know, or they didn't charge enough, then they'd go belly up and then you'd lose out on a really great, you know, thing that you invested a lot of your time, not just money, but time, you know, it takes time to, to learn. I mean, not with caster so much. It's not a huge learning curve. That's the other thing that I like about it is because they have this very, you know, like I said, read the, the article and we've talked about it before. They have this really interesting triage approach, which basically uses functionality that you're already familiar with, like from, from basic email functions, like an inbox or archiving, you know, lists, queues, reordering, you know, stuff like that. Things that you're already familiar with is how they approach it. It's, it's very different than other podcasts, but you know, other people like, you know, I know you like, like video and I've uh, had other people show me overcast and downcast and they really like being able to make these, you know, intricate playlists and they have this sort of like workflow and, and that's great. That's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different way of doing things. I just happen to like Castro because it kind of does it for you. Like it's, it's very, yeah. you know, I don't have time to tinker with as much as I would love to, cause I am so type A. I'm so, yeah. I might do it over the summer, but 
I do like to make playlists and stuff. I just haven't had time. I just haven't had time to really sure. make playlists for podcasts. And so Castro has been the the least barrier to entry to be able to just get up and here's, here's a bunch of podcasts that I liked, you know, or I had in the podcast app, I exported the XML, I imported it. You know, it was great. Remember when I got my eight plus and I did a complete yeah. nuke and pave. Okay. I mean, I started from the ground up because that's my jam. That's what I do. I like to, I guess, I'm just sadistic like that. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like personal punishment because I, you know, I wanted to, I knew what people go through and I kind of have to experience that once in a while. And plus, I like a clean phone. I have my reasons for doing that. And because I pass these phones down to other family members, a nuke and pave is kind of necessary for that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's multiple reasons why I go and do that. But having Castro be able to just, you know, when I exported that and I was able to import that, like, man, I did not lose any time. Yeah. I didn't have to rebuild that at all. It was just, I backed it up before I did my nuke and pave and I re-imported it. And I just, I haven't had to spend any more time than necessary fiddling with a podcast app. It just, it just, it's one of those things that just works, you know? Yeah. I mean, occasionally I will say that there are, there have been some crashes and they're working on that. So don't, don't freak out if that does happen to you. Yep. As with any app, I mean, they all that happens to all apps, but it's it's a good solid release, and they've really worked hard, and it's got tons of new features. So, if you are a uh, a Castro two user, I mean, don't don't hesitate. Just go ahead and update it. Yeah, it's free. And then you you still get to keep your you know the features that you've already paid for, and then you can do a seven day free trial to see if you're going to like the the features that they've added, and see if you find value in that. And, and that's what I'm talking about when I, I mean, I say value because some of that stuff, you, even though you're paying for it, you're saving time. If you're, if you're like a heavy duty podcast listener and you listen to podcasts that have chapter markers in them, I mean, that might be worth it for you. You might find a lot of value that it's worth the time that you'll be able to save because you can trim all the silences and you can, you can skip through chapters and be able to get to the meat and potatoes of stuff and, and listen to what you want to listen to and then move on with life. So yeah. it might just be a value to you. So check it out. All right. Yep. I thought I knew, I knew you would give us a good full comprehensive review of the uh, Castro. So that's why I threw that in the news. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I got excited when I saw yeah. that show up on the news. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right, let's move on to some of the topics we're going to talk about. We have about uh, three topics we're going to talk about. Uh, and one of them was um, my experience uh, switching from uh, AT&T. Well, I was an AT&T customer <gasps> for probably about 12 I years. I can't believe you did it. I am yeah. now a T-Mobile customer. Now, as I was recording, as we're recording Hi. this podcast, I just got a, a message from my wife saying that she's—I'm not going to say what she said, but it was this her displeasure of of T-Mobile because uh, she's at a concert. Uh, but, uh -oh. but did it involve a red emoji with like little symbols across the face? <laughs> I don't know, but 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 you know, just like any carrier, and let's face it, all carriers stink. I mean, they they have their issues. I don't care who you who you yeah. go with, uh, they have their issues. Um, especially when you're at a big venue like that, when there's 20,000 people in the stadium, um, and it's, and, uh, solid coverage can be hit or miss depending. I mean, it's gotten a lot better over the years with, with big concert venues and, uh, and sporting events and those things. Uh, cause you know, I would go to a football game in Chicago, the Chicago bears go to soldier field and that's where they play on the lakefront. And oh my gosh, the cell the cell coverage would be horrible. God awful horrible. They would have to bring. Like, I can't imagine it would be good with any carrier. I mean, yeah. isn't that just a huge Faraday cage, or they, you know, they would have there to bring, lots of bombardment? Yeah, they would bring they would bring bring uh, portable uh, antennas out on trucks uh, to, if they had mm -hmm. to 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 make it 
better. But it's gotten better because they, they've added more towers and more coverage and, 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 and the cellular uh, services, of course, have improved over the years. Um, so really what my motivation was is I just was tired of AT&T and, and just the, the, what they offer. You know, I have, a, I have a family plan. We have six different phones on our, on our, on our plan with the various members of uh, my wife's family. And uh, we had, I'd felt that, you know, this, this is a great deal because the cost is, uh, we're probably saving about 20 or $30 a month. Or through, mm-hmm. and so that's, that, that's significant and, over and, the course of a year. Yeah. And when dividing that between six people, you know, that, that's a pretty good, pretty good clip. Um, so they got the T-Mobile one plan, which is, we went from 20 gigs of data, which and in AT&T had the carryover versus unlimited. So hello. Wow, nice. Yeah. I mean, Granted, the, and the unlimited- coverage. Like, when you looked at the map, did yeah. you drill down and like look at. It? I mean, it's all pink. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all pink, or or, or we should say magenta. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it looked we had we had really good coverage. I mean, even when there's like two or three bars, that the the phone would be fine, the data would be fine, the speeds were good, thirty meg thirty megabit speeds, in some most cases, um, and it's uh, it, I I just thought it was a great deal. I mean, and and and. We got to keep our phones, and other than two phones had to be replaced only because they were old. Um, but all the phones we had just carried right over, just put the SIM cards in, and away we went. Um, they had some more perks. You know, they have perks like uh, they're giving free Netflix. So I'm getting my Netflix is paid for now. Ah, mm-hmm. So that's one perk. Uh, they have a T-Mobile Tuesday where they get, have all kinds of free giveaways they do every week. Every week. Uh, I think last week I, had, I ended up getting a coupon for uh, to see, uh, uh, gosh, what's the name of movie? <laughs> is it, uh, you got movie tickets? Yeah, dead, Deadpool. I was like having a brain. Oh, Deadpool two. Deadpool two. So Deadpool two, and uh, so it was a four dollar ticket. So I got to nice. I got to go. So I mean things like that. I mean, um, and, uh, and and another perk was which is nice is you can get unlimited uh, text when you're flying on on American Airlines or any any airline mm, that uses go, nice. go go in flight and plus one hour of free internet. So when you're on now, a, I'll on tell a plane. you, I did look into this. I was very, very tempted to jump ship because, like, yeah. like you, I've been an AT and T customer for a long, long time. Right. I mean, I did switch to Sprint for a couple of years. I was at Sprint, but a long time now ago. my big question for you, and I, I know probably the answer is yes, but on T-Mobile, there's there's no more exclusivity with AT and T, so you can be talking on a phone call and surfing the internet. Oh yeah, that, no you difference. can still do that. Team, okay, team because that a, was the thing that kept me with AT and T. That was the thing that got me to AT and T in the first place, because they didn't have the iPhone at Sprint, and I wanted the iPhone. And AT and T had exclusivity at the time, and then I remained on AT and T because of the type of work that I do. I frequently, I mean, this is a deal breaker for me. People call me and ask me a question, and I'm put on speakerphone, and I have to like look things up, you know, in Safari or whatever. And you could not do that on anybody but T, but AT and T. And so now you're saying that that is available on T-Mobile for it's sure. It's never been a problem because T-Mobile is GSM, and so is AT and T. GSM okay. is the is this is the global standard mobile uh, service that's across the world. So okay. it's never been a problem with AT and T. It's never been a problem with T Mobile. It's always well, no, it wasn't a problem with AT and T because or T Mobile. T Mobile never was a exclusivity contract with Apple specifically, and I didn't oh, think T Mobile was privy to that. Oh, I, yeah, that that's that's a long time ago. Um, long time. Okay. Sprint and and, and Verizon used use are still using the the CDMA technology, but right. they do also have SIM and and, and that that issue of sur- uh, surfing and talking is is not an issue on Sprint or. Okay. or or Verizon nowadays. Now with the advent of Sprint, but more potentially merging with T-Mobile, I mean, it's, it's going to be a 
that, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's old news. <laughs> Sorry. So for a while there, I was considering going to T-Mobile because I thought that that was the case and I thought I had researched that, but I wanted to ask again, just, just to be sure. sure. Um, but I was so tempted to go to T-Mobile, but the only thing that kept me now I did do like, I mean, I, I sliced and diced the price. I, I made all kinds of comparisons. The issue is that we have a corporate discount because they, it's a, it's a perk. It's something that they offer. Uh, education staff here in this in this state, so it's a statewide thing. It's not you know countrywide. Yeah, so we that. have you know a rather deep discount for that. So that's what keeps us and the coverage. I just couldn't get they're just in this area, and that may change. And if no, it does, possible. I won't have I won't have any reservations, and that would be great. But the future's not here yet. So no. for right now, the coverage is still just not good for T-Mobile. It's it's maybe as good or comparable to AT&T, but it's not certainly any better. And so I can't justify switching sure. because A, we pay less. B, the coverage isn't any better. And in some cases, it's worse. So I'm stuck with AT&T for now. So I will, and I like the customer service. So I don't have a lot of complaints about AT&T, except I wish that all of them, just like you said, you know, with the problem that your wife just had, I just wish they had better coverage overall. And that's like kind of an issue. Like Verizon has really good coverage. Like they have better coverage, but they're a lot more expensive and terrible, terrible customer service in my experience. So just my personal opinion. Yeah, for now we're we're good. We're good. Um, we don't have. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It sounds like there's lots of really great perks. Though. Well, the Come perks on, are T-Mobile. nice too. Come um, to Tucson, T-Mobile. You know, you both start with T. I, I like. I can. I can rock the magenta. Just yeah. come on. I got to something. Got to get some more cell towers out there. Yes, um, but uh, it's it, the desert for crying out yeah. loud. You know what is the problem? <laughs> well, the coverage and the cost of installing them. Yeah, I uh, guess. It, it, it's uh but it, yeah it's it, it it's been fine and we're we're not locked to a contract so if we decide to walk away uh no problem we can go and back. you're all unlocked anyway right yeah every phone we own is unlocked so um, that's great yeah so there won't be any kind of like a no risk kind of way to go about it yeah exactly so anyway last thing I want to talk about before we kick into your um uh, dive on to context is uh, there was a great article on Mac Observer our our friend Jeff Gamut. Wrote it. Uh, it's a nice, quick one-minute read. Uh, how to see where your Apple, where Apple tracks your phone, you on your iPhone and iPad. Now, if you go through here, have, it has all the steps, all the all the screenshots, and all that. So, really, what we have to do is you have to go into System Services, and then there's a uh, uh, there is a section in there. If you go through it, Settings, Privacy. I'm gonna go fast because you can go to the article and take a look at this. Um, location services, system services, and then there's another selection called significant locations. Now you can go through and it, it, it has, you can turn that on and off. And, uh, cause then now, and not just anybody around wherever you are is going to be able to see, uh, where you are and what you're doing. It's interesting. It picks up a lot of different cities and he has, of course, examples as he lives in uh, Boulder, Colorado. So he has a Colorado area, uh, and his list was interesting. So take a look at that article um, and go through that. Um, and uh, I, I think that's a, it's, it's an important thing to, to take a look at. And, and if you're not comfortable with that, clear the history, clear the privacy and uh, and do that. I don't know where you were, where you were, were aware of that, uh, Melissa. That attracts your history. I mean, I knew that you could turn things on like to improve maps so the Apple maps would get better. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I live in an area where Apple Maps isn't that big a deal. So I do use it because I like to use Hey Phone Lady to get me around. But I'd rather just use Google Maps for a lot of like, you know, when I'm going to an unknown area because I travel a lot to go see clients and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I knew there were those things in there. I do like 
I like it to track me because I do use find my friends. I mean, a lot of people find that very stalky, although I use the word creepy and it's like, it's not creepy. It's helpful. <laughs> you, you, you give permission. It asks you your permission. So I like location stuff. I, a lot of my clients get really wigged out about that and it's understandable. They, they get really creeped out by things that pop up and say, this one should use your location. Well, yeah, it's the weather. It kind of needs to, <laughs> unless you want to get well, the weather for some other place. And if, yeah. You got to give it your location access. And if you go under the significant locations, and I remember I turned this off is, uh, it, it says on here, allow, uh, your iPhone to learn places significant to, to you in order to provide useful location related information in maps, calendar, yeah. photos, and more. Significant locations are encrypted and cannot be read by Apple. So that's the one that I was kind of talking about that I I I had turned off because remember I was always having issues with batteries, you know, my older phones because of the heat here. So I'm always looking for places to trim down battery usage. And so that was one of those areas that I turned off because I just personally didn't find it that helpful for right. that kind of stuff. And you know, ads, I just didn't care about location-based advertising. Right. So I had I had that one turned off. But as far as being able to find people, you know, and find my friends, I definitely want to make sure that it was using those kinds of locations. So, I mean, significant locations, I mean, what all really is significant locations? Right. Is it for the purposes of advertising or is it for the purposes of being able to tell you like places that you've been? I mean, this might be helpful for someone right. who has uh, an elderly family member and, you know, they're trying to track their location that way. I mean, for, you know, silver alerts and things like that, that could be possibly helpful. But if it's, uh, if it's not accessible, you know, through law enforcement, something like that, maybe it, maybe yeah. it's not. So, so anyway, I don't know. take a look at that article and, uh, it's got a great, great information. We wanted to bring it to your attention because it's a feature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would be interested in hearing what our listeners say. This would be a good opportunity to ask okay. them to give us feedback. Give us feedback. At <laughs> in touch with iOS.com. Email us and tell us what you think. I, you yeah. know, do you think it's helpful? Do you think it's harmful? Do you, do you think it's uh, stalky? I mean, do you think it could improve your life in any possible way? Or do you think it should be, it's just a nuisance and a battery hog and you just turn it off. Yep. So tell us what you think. All right, so let's move on and let's dig into your your second part of uh, your discussion that we had last time on uh, getting more out of the contacts app. So interesting you bring this up because uh, my my presentation at MaxDoc is going to be on productivity uh, workflow. You know, workflows is the, probably the key word, or no, not necessarily the key word, but just workflows between mm -hmm. Apple Watch, iPhone, iPad, and uh, contacts is one of the pieces that I'm going to discuss. So this will be good to, good to, uh, review for our listeners as well as. Uh, you, if you come to MaxDoc, hint, hint, you, uh, <laughs> uh, this, uh, a lot of this, a lot of this is going to, I mean, I only have 20 minutes, so it's not going to be a lot, but, uh, it's going to, yeah, be, it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a, that's a big topic here. So, I mean, you'll, I know you'll do it well and, uh, just give us some great info about, uh, how to get more out of the contacts app. So. Yeah, we, so last episode, if you recall, and if you haven't, please go back and listen to that because the last episode, we kind of give you like an introduction to, to this. And again, as I said last time, we probably won't get through all of it because, and I just have some kind of bullets and things that I just want to go over, um, because it is, it's such a, it's such a big thing. I mean, the thing that you're holding in your hand is a phone, you use it to call people and text people. I mean, it is a communication device. So it kind of has to have 
an address book or a contacts, you know, app of some sort. And lucky for us, Apple actually has an app called Contacts. It's actually called the thing that it does. It's just such a novel concept, right? So I want to dig into it. I always want to keep coming back to this and, and we may, you know, feature this in future episodes too. We might just do little segments on it. Um, but so I, last episode, like I said, was kind of a, a preview or, you know, getting into it. Now I kind of want to dig down a little bit deeper into it and uh, start out by going into the settings again. Um, so we did talk about this a little bit, so I might be repeating myself a little bit, but you do, you definitely want to start out in settings and then you want to go into the contact section of the settings and make sure that you are thoroughly familiar with what's in those contact settings. So if you go to settings, and then scroll right down and tap on contacts. Now we're talking about iOS 11. So if you're on an older operating system and it's not there where it should be, but it should be. Um, so check your operating system. Make sure that you're on the latest. The first thing that you're going to see is Siri and search. Now, a lot of people I know can find Siri very irritating. Uh, it's always a bone of contention, is it not? <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to recommend... <laughs> I'm going to recommend that even if you're not going to use it for actually talking to Siri or saying the key phrase to invoke it, um, that you definitely still keep it enabled for Siri and search suggestions and also find contacts in other apps. Only because, you know, you don't have to struggle with Siri. You don't have to be using your voice to do this. This is uh, the thing where when you're on the home screen and and when I mean by home screen, you know, you see all of your app icons. When you place your finger in the center of your home screen and you pull straight down, you're going to get what we call the spotlight search. And that's where you can start typing in a name of a person that's in your contacts. And that's what, when you keep Siri turned on and Siri search, that's what you'll be able to find. So, I mean, I evidently know a lot of Daves. <laughs> so if I type in Dave, I'm going to see all here. of the Daves that are in my contacts list there. Well, and I agree with you. Spotlight is awesome because um, when you just you just pull it down and start searching for stuff, it, it brings up everything. Not necessarily all just contacts, but contacts are there too. So it's mm -hmm. one place to search for everything. So that's great. But so you don't want to turn off Siri because no. if you turn off Siri completely, then you lose access to this feature yep. and you don't have to use your voice to do it. Like, you know, you would just pull down and you start typing and that's how you can get quickly to people that are in your contacts list. Yeah. And you can type so, in Siri. So you can type in, you don't, you can type something in Siri. You don't have to actually right. say something. So the next biggest thing that I have to distress because this is just a problem. I mean, I, I'm a field technician, so I, I deal with this stuff on a regular basis. And this is one of the things that I see that I know it just irritates everybody. And it's the sort and display order, especially when you have multiple devices, because what ends up happening is your fingers and your eyes develop a certain muscle memory. And if you don't make this consistent across your devices, you will drive yourself insane. <laughs> you will you will just make yourself have a really terrible experience. So trust me when I say go to all your devices that have contacts and go into the settings and do this very first. If, if you haven't done the series search part, go and set the sort order 
to be whatever it is that you prefer it be, whether it's first, last, or last, first, you, you're, you're given those two choices and make sure that it's the same on all your devices. Go pause the podcast and go do that right now. <laughs> it's that important. And then the display order, make sure that that's the same. Um, and I don't mean the same as each other because you get sort order. That's one, that's one uh, setting. That's one preference that you can set. Whether you want to see a first name and then a last name, like say, for example, Davis, Melissa versus Melissa Davis. You know, some people, I think it's a, it could be a generational thing. It could just be a business thing. I know a lot of people were just trained that when you're inputting data into fields that you start with the last name and then you enter the first name and then a middle, middle initial, whatever. But on newer technologies, you, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, this is not old school, you know, analog paper. This is, this is a digital. You can have whatever field in whatever order you want, but just make it consistent. So for the sort order, set that to be the same, whether it's, I have mine personally, I have it first last, because that's the way that I like to see my names showing up in my list. If I'm looking up my contact information for Dave Ginsburg, I want to see Dave's name first and his last name second. I don't want to see it backwards, but you may have the opposite inclination. And then the display order, that's, that's important. I have both of those set to be the same because that's exactly how I want to see it. I want to see the first name first and the last name second in, in the next field order. Now, this is really important because as you're going through your contacts, each one of the cards, there is a field. I mean, there's a construction to each one of these cards and there is a field for each part. And if you are, say, coming from an old flip phone or, you know, some other operating system, this may be all wonky and switched around for you. So you really got to pay attention to how you're filling out those fields. When you look at the field as you're entering information, please make sure that you read what it says. If it says last, you really have to put the last name there. I'm not kidding. <laughs> if you put the first name there, then this this feature, this this section here that I'm talking about is going to be all backwards for you. And it's just going to it's going to make you tear your hair out. So really pay attention to these settings and then what the fields look like when you're entering information. And hopefully it's not too terrible, but this will be something to pay attention to so that you know how to troubleshoot. If you're trying to find somebody and they're not showing up where you expect them to be, then check the order that they're listed. Check the order of the fields for each contact and make sure that it's populated properly. Now, the next section here is called short name. And when you tap on it, then you see a first, you see a toggle switch. And that's if you even want to use short names. There are a lot of people that like to use nicknames. I'm one of those people. You can totally turn this off and totally ignore everything that has to do with short names if this is not something that you'll use. But for me, for instance, I just like to see a short name. I, I want to save, you know, processing time on my eyes. I just want to see it. Or like because I'm a mom and my kids are making friends, like I might not know the kiddo's parents' name, but they may have given me their phone number or their email or, you know, it was, we, we met in passing. And so I'll write like, you know, Amanda's mom or Johnny's mom or you know, something like that. I don't know what her name is, yeah. but I know whose kid she, she is, belongs to. So that's helpful for people like me. Um, you know, I have to say, Dave, this is going to be really important for people going to MacStock because when you go to MacStock, you're going to make some friends exactly. and you're going to want to know how to use the contacts app to be able to enter this information. And you might say, meet somebody like maybe, uh, you know, that Dave 
you know, has a podcast called In Touch with iOS. So maybe you want right. to put uh, In I Touch do. with iOS Dave, but you don't remember his last name for some reason. You know, this is a place where you can add a nickname. And then, of course, you get all of these different uh, granularity choices like right. first name and last initial. I'm not going to go through each and every one. Um, but then there's a switch for preferred nicknames. So what's great about that is if you do use this feature and say you're having a texting conversation, the nickname will come up, you know, and, you know, maybe you have nicknames that are terms of endearment for, you know, special family members. So maybe you don't want to see their full name or say you have a crazy family of mine where there's like, they're all Scott's, Michael's and Anthony's, (laughs) but they all go by Tony, Scotty and Mickey and Mikey. And, you know, so (laughs) you might want to use nicknames for something like that. So, you know, who the heck you're talking to. Yep. So that's really important. So don't just, you know, turn that off and, you know, really think about where that could, could come in handy. And then another place, I mean, this sounds so simple, but I see so many people overlook this, the section that says my info, make sure that it's actually your info, <laughs> make sure that it's actually a card that belongs to you that has your information on it. Um, because it's going to involve, you know, it's going to affect things like Siri, or it's going to affect other things that involve uh, how the phone addresses you personally. So make sure that that's set. And then the last section here is says default account. Now in the last episode, I remember I did talk about how I sort of have this, you know, his, hers, I think you have it too, Dave. We have our his and our hers and our shared accounts. So this is where that's going to be important. If you are a couple or in a family or partnered with somebody or in a business or something where you have multiple accounts that contacts and, and address books, you know, live. And so, for example, in my phone, my personal iCloud is my default account. So whenever I make a new contact card, I can make sure that it will be saved there and not in the shared iCloud uh, account. Now, Dave, I want to ask you about this next yeah. part. It says import SIM contacts. Now, I have never had to use that because I think I only ever had one dumb phone before this. And it just, it wasn't one of those things where I could just pop out the SIM out of that one and pop it into a new phone, you know, smartphone. Yeah. So I've never really had any need for this. Have you ever used import SIM contacts? Long time ago. I don't think a contact. Is it like is, a holdover? I don't think contacts are stored on SIM cards anymore. I mean, I think that's the, okay. like we talked about earlier with the, uh, the CD being able to surf the net and talk on the phone. It went, it went by that way. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that used to be done years ago with the, cause mm-hmm. they, they would have, you know, cause a lot of these phones didn't have anything to store on it at all, but not with the advent of a smartphone and iPhone. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't really, um, uh, need to have to do that anymore. So, but mm-hmm. if you did do it, it does have, uh, you can export them. Um, and it's easy, uh, to, to go through that with the context, but that, nah, it's not used. So, I mean, it's just, it's so important to use iCloud. You know, and and even if you are going to import some context, it's just so important that you synchronize your context because I still know a few people that I'll get that text like every other year or so like, oh, I lost my phone or my phone died or something happened to it or I had to get a new number. Can you, you know, I I happened to write, I wrote your number down. Can you give me your email address and your address and like all this stuff? And then they have to manually enter it all over again. And my my heart just breaks for people like that. Just use iCloud, please. Just, just use something. I just, um, I just had somebody that um, told me a story the other day that uh, their, their daughter keeps playing with the, with their, with their phone. And you know how it is. Those young kids are, they they grab it. They know when they grab it and they'll start playing Uh it and it erases it. 
Well, this person refuses to use iCloud. He does everything uh, uh, backing it up through iTunes. Like yeah, he backs it up on iTunes. Well, if you don't back it up soon enough, eh, what happened? Guess what happened? You lost your photos for the holiday. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's one thing. I, I do know people. I'm not going to rag on them too much. I know people who don't trust the cloud, and that's yeah. that's fine. But then, you know, pick your battles because yep. if you, you know, haven't backed up in even a week, even a day, you know, you went to a conference like MacStock and you entered, you know, even five people in there and you didn't do a backup, then and, and something happens to your phone, it takes a swim in the river, then that stuff's gone. You got to, and that's time. You know, it might not be seem like a big deal at the time, but that's lost investment of time and energy that, that you had there entering all that data. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time to fill out all the fields and, and make sure that everything is populated. So real quick here on, on exporting and importing, um, like we always do, um, iMazing. I want to mention that again. Yep. It's, it's just a handy app to have it on is. your Mac. Uh, they gave me a license a long time ago, so full disclosure there, and and I'm I'm not you know making it up just because they gave me a license. It is oh. a really fantastic, uh, amazing app. I trumped it. You really should check it out. <laughs> I, um, I, I bought saved, it. So. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, good. Uh, so this has saved my bacon a lot of times. It saved family members from having to lose information when they were switching phones. You know, you can go into your carrier store and they might you know offer to do some of this stuff, but it just doesn't replace, you know, the personal touch that is, you know, sitting down with somebody like me or somebody like Dave and, you know, helping you get the stuff that you really want to have on your phone. And iAmazing is a really good, good tool for being able to export and import stuff, especially contacts and, you know, text messages and things that you don't want to lose. Now, the last uh, part that I want to talk about today really quick is just a little PSA. And this is um, in addition to necessarily, it's not really necessarily context specific, but it's just something that I want to bring up because I've been experiencing it a lot. Um, a lot of seniors now are getting hearing aids that are Bluetooth compatible. And uh, this sounds like such a great thing, doesn't it? I mean, isn't it fantastic thinking about, you know, losing your hearing and then being able to hook up your your hearing aid to your iPhone and be able to hear again. You know, isn't that just a wonderful thing? Um, and they are, they're really fancy. I mean, there are some really expensive hearing aids out there and they can turn your iPhone into an amplifier so that you can actually use the microphone on it and be able to hear people. But uh, don't take this lightly. Don't just say, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, you know, or, or you know, your close family member. You should just totally get a Bluetooth hearing aid. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Uh, really take some time to look into this because it may not be all it's cracked up to be. What I've been experiencing with my clients is they go and they get these Bluetooth ear uh, earpieces, you know, hearing aids, and they might be double, it might, ju might just be one, and the salesperson sells them on it and tells them this wonderful, great story, and they, they just, without really asking a lot of questions – because, you know, marketing is a wonderful thing, they go and it gets set up on their phones. Or, you know, maybe the salesperson, you know, takes the phone out of their hand or the person says, here, just do it. And they go and they boop, 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 and they, they beep, 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 and they just tap a bunch of things and they set it up. And before you know it, oh, yeah, I can hear. Well, guess what happens? <laughs> One of the biggest issues that, that they've been telling me is when the hearing aids are hooked up to the phone in such a way that when the phone rings – Guess where it rings? In their ear holes. And it drives them nuts. So it also drives their, their loved ones nuts because the phone is ringing. The other person can't hear it because it's in the ear holes of the other the person that the, 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 the hearing aids are paired to. 
And because they set maybe set their phone down, the phone's ringing in their ears. So they can't really, even if they're, you know, maybe they just have mild hearing loss, they can't hear for where the phone is. So they don't know where it is to go pick it up. And, you know, and they, and it's just, it's driving them bonkers because it's in their ears and they can't make it stop because they don't maybe have the phone in their pocket right away. So it's just something to consider really, really, you know, investigate, do some testing before you just switch all the switches and turn on all the things because it can really cause more problems than it solves. So that's my PSA on Bluetooth hearing aids and iPhones. They can be a wonderful thing. They really can be. But please do your research and test it out before you just set somebody loose and have it ringing in their ear holes. So be be compassionate about that. All right. Okay. With the last remaining little bit of time that we have, um, you want to talk about our apps and gears down there? Yeah, we could be quick about it. And then I'm going to talk about Mac stock here. Yep. Um, I, uh, I talked about, I was going to talk about last t- time I didn't, uh, we, I think both of our apps are relating to monitors of, um, uh, with, uh, webcams. Uh, the f- yeah. I'll mention mine real quick, but I'll, I'll go deeper into it next episode because yep. that'll relate to that other thing I was telling you about. Yeah. So go ahead and well, tell us about wise is a wise cam. It's wise cam. Yep. And, uh, 20 bucks, you buy these 1080p full HD cameras. It's got motion tagging, night vision. It's a pretty amazing little device. And I've heard about three of them. I haven't hooked the other ones up yet, but uh, I have one sitting out in the back, uh, back, in the window, back window of my, uh, watching my backyard and uh, very clear. Only bad thing is like it, it, um, it does reflect uh, the camera lens off the, off the window at night. So I'm going to have to come up with a different, different concept and maybe put it outside. Um, and the other drawback to it too is it does have to be plugged in. Uh, uh-huh. it, it needs power, power. so um, so there are some drawbacks to it. But it's it's a it's a it's a really neat um, uh, it's a, it's a really neat uh, device, and I can't believe the quality of the of the uh, video as well as it has audio. You can you can uh, listen. So if you wanted the camera inside your house and you're monitoring something inside the house, you could uh, definitely do that. And, rec- and it records. It has a micro SD card slot where you could actually store the videos. Um, so pretty slick, and it's got a lot of great reviews. Check it out, and we got the link in the show notes. And you wanted to talk about uh, many things. Yeah, we mentioned this a while ago. You turned me on to this, and I just finally I <laughs> started investigating it because, as I mentioned uh, in times past, we have a little puppy, and you know sometimes we have to leave her for a couple of hours, gotcha. much to my chagrin. I hate doing that, and she's so spoiled. Oh my goodness, she's so spoiled, she's cute. and now she's even more spoiled because. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm going to go deeper into this in, in future episodes, but suffice it to say that I did uh, get managed to wrangle one of the old iPhones, and I found an old tripod. One, it was missing a leg, not a leg, it was missing a little foot on one of the, the feet, and I couldn't throw it out because it was still in really good condition, and I was able to repurpose it, and it makes me happy because I hate throwing stuff away, and I repurposed an older iPhone for this, and I hooked up many things. We're just using the free version. I'm tempted to uh, pay for it with all the stuff that it could do, and I'll tell you more about that next time, so you'll have yep. to stay tuned in, but uh, for homework... Go check out Many Thing. It's manything.com. We'll have a link in the show notes and go see what this can do. And then when I talk about it on the next episode, you'll be able to laugh along. <laughs> um, so you will laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so uh, with that, I wanted to wrap things up and talk about MaxDoc, MaxDoc 2018. Uh, I will be speaking there again, as I've talked about, uh, along with uh, many other great speakers, including doc- uh, Dr. Mac. Uh, Bob Levice is the, uh, the keynote speaker. Chuck Joyner, Allison Sheridan, uh, Wally Cherinsky, the videographer, Adam Christensen, Kelly Gumont, uh, 
Gene McDonald, Chuck Joyner. I was just on Chuck Joyner's show and uh, giving him a shout out. Uh, appreciate being on his show on Mac Voices because he does the road to Mac stock every week. And uh, I want to make sure everybody, uh, when that gets out, uh, when, by the time this episode uh, gets released, uh, it should be released, I think, next week, uh, the, the video. So make sure you check that out. Guy Cyril, Tim Robertson, they're just... Uh, endless amounts of great speakers um it's going to be a lot of fun it's on uh, it's it's on july 21st and 22nd uh two full days and plus we have a dinner in between we have a pre and a post uh back stock uh plan as well to people to get together the greatest thing in the world is, is to be able to network with people and be able to meet people and i've i got to meet you i got to meet uh yeah i got to meet uh mike potter and uh, it was on a whim four years ago when i met mike uh first time just re- reached out to him and saw saw his site and i said and and uh i i my my father-in-law's lake house is up where where near the uh sessions is in woodstock so i went to had lunch with him and i and uh we hit it off and and first thing he says to me at lunch is hey you want to speak at max doc and i'm like okay there was only eight Mm -hmm. weeks left before the sessions and so that was the first the first year in 2015 rest is history rest (laughs) is history and and i got hooked and that's how i got hooked on podcasting too thanks to thanks to chuck joiner and all the folks that that were part of it too so you could do that too, as far as getting net, being able to network with all these great people. And then what the great thing about MacStock is, it's it's a very cozy conference. It's not like Mac World where there was tens of thousands of people, and you'd be lucky if you if you saw ten people at any given time. Whereas here, it's I mean, it's a nice cozy group. You'll you'll be you'll pretty much will be able to meet everybody uh, and uh, be able to network, learn things. Um, uh, there's going to be two types of sessions. There's going to be the twenty minute presentation, then. Uh, We'll have uh, the, the the breakout sessions, uh, the deeper dives. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a great thing. So with that, go to maxstock2018.com. Go on to the registration page. Register. We have a uh, offer code, and the offer code actually is for speakers and for as for us for podcasts. So if you use the offer code in touch. Uh, at the, at checkout, you will save $70 off of the, t- the two-day ticket. Two-day ticket's usually $219. It'll bring it down to $179. That, that's a bargain if you think about it. Uh, it's, and they feed you. They feed you for lunch uh, both days. Uh, and plus, we'll have, uh, we'll have hors d'oeuvres and, uh, and, and a dinner uh, between the Saturday night, on Saturday night. Uh, and last year, they were really good about you know food allergies, and they had yep. gluten-free options and things like that. So. Absolutely. So uh, please come out. That code is is uh, in touch. And in it's touch. Not case sensitive, or it, it is, is case not. sensitive. Even though it says it is shows even easier. Yeah, it, you just type in in touch. But t- if you want to type it uh, all caps, we just did that to emphasize in touch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, please uh, please come out and uh, see me and see, and then see all these other great speakers because uh, you're going to learn a lot and a lot of, a lot of focus on Apple, a lot of focus on technology and, uh, and like I said it's a great time we'd love to have you come out and um, I would uh, just uh, hope that you wanted to come out and, and see us so yeah maybe I'll uh, show up virtually and we can have a chat that way too we're, we're gonna yeah we're we'll thinking thinking about maybe I do we do I do a podcast from live from Max Duck, but you'll be live on mm-hmm. Skype <laughs> yep yep. Uh, so, but yeah, that's sad. You can't make it, but uh, that's okay. It happens. Not this year. But uh, uh, but I still but, encourage people to go because it's really fantastic, and I only wish that I could be there. So you'll have to go and, and give us some feedback and, and tell us all about it. Exactly. So let, let's wrap this up. Oh, okay. So let thanks. Uh, really, thanks for uh, you for listening, and we hope that you're more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher, and show your friends how to find us on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and on Stitcher Radio. 
Uh, we also look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me at DaveG65 on Twitter. And and I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy. Uh, we hope you'll subscribe for future episodes, and thanks for listening. <laughs>